way I'm feeling Anyone who ever wanted you Would try to tell you what I feel inside The only thing I ever wanted Was the feeling that you ain't faking The only one you ever thought about Wait a minute, can you see
shocked and shaking. Woman walks out of Woolworths $50 richer. Bird's Eye Fish Fingers have a promotion at the moment where random boxes have $50 cash attached at the rear of the box. Pretty amazing. If you're the lucky buyer, you'll cop a fresh pineapple right there and then. And maybe as shocked and shaking as that woman walking out of Woolworths. This is Robbie's Modern Life on FBR Radio 94.5 FM. Back on the podcast. My name's Robbie Armfield. With me is Sophie Gordon. G'day. And we've got Mitchell JC here too. How you doing? Pretty good. There's a local woman uh, that's serving up a delicious shakshuka recipe online, Soph. Mm. And we salute you. Here's the recipe. It's got a salivating. One can of crushed tomatoes. Eight fresh tomatoes. Twelve fresh eggs with yolk. One litre of veggie stock. A handful of salt. Pinch of pepper and paprika. Two fistfuls of crumbled feta. Optional. Cumin, three handfuls. Chicken tenderloins on the side, roasted. Mm. And rice, to your taste. It says to bake in preheated oven for three to four hours at 240 degrees Celsius or maxed out and serve with fresh Turkish bread and enjoy. Oh, God, I'm straight up celebrating here in the studio. Mitch, what about you? Do you like shakshuka? I absolutely love shakshuka in the mornings or any time of day, really. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, love, I haven't had it with chicken, chicken tenderloins on the side. No, no, that sounds almost like another meal uh, <laughs> unto itself. But, um, yeah, I think this might also intrigue you, uh, many schoolgoers. Uh, 2023 HSE English curriculum texts uh, have been announced and we're quietly cheering. So these will be the ones that are studied in the syllabus this year. Uh, it's Tim Winton's Rural Myth Cloud Street uh, is back, we're happy to announce. And uh, The Day My Bum Went Psycho, another crowd favourite, is returning. And the Stormbreaker series, starring Orphan Child Spy, Alex Ryder by Anthony Horowitz, is going to be making its first appearance. I love those ones so much. I'm I'm glad that's making an appearance in an official sense in the New South Wales uh, English curriculum syllabus. So, um, very cool. Uh, Coogee Only Friends Meetup has been announced. Now, you might have heard about this app unless you've been living under a rock. It's called Only Friends. It's the app to connect and socialise. People have been using it over the past few months. It's a digital platform used primarily for friend-zone flirting. Um, We can expect to see a lot of this Saturday at the Coogee Beach Pavilion, where users of Only Friends will be given premium access to the first IRL meetup for the app. So that's that's really cool. Mm, Hope to see you guys there. And Do or Dido... shop at Coles? Love free stuff? If you hear a Dido song over the Coles radio speakers at your next shop and film yourself dancing to it in the aisles, you could be walking away 50 bucks richer. All you've got to do is film yourself grooving along to Dido and tag Coles in your social media post and you could be the next lucky winner. Do or Dido, all December at Coles. Coles customers demanding answers after, quote, recipe D-Day. A viral recipe has decimated the inventory of stores around New South Wales and Queensland with the items needed for it disappearing off the shelves in minutes. Coles customers have been demanding answers from logistics boss Stephen 
Van Vandaligio, sorry, I hope I'm oh pronouncing God. that one right. Vandaligio, who has conveniently gone AWOL. More to come later on in the program on that. Recipe D-Day. Oh, my gosh. So they've been running out of stock, haven't they? Yeah. And Coles customers are asking questions. And, well, you know, it turns out when it comes to passwords, sharing is security. A new study from the University of Toronto has found that sharing your password with others paradoxically results in greater security for the data behind it, known as password blindness. It's a phenomenon that occurs when a person is exposed to a word or phrase so much that they barely even notice its existence anymore, effectively rendering it non-existent. (laughs) At RML, we're invested in maintaining your digital security, so let's help each other out. Text in your password to 0409 945 945 and together we're going to trounce on the trolls and hack a lowlifes once and for all. That's later on RML, FBI Radio. in peace to the wonderful Christine McVie Fleetwood Mac of course we're going to be playing her all show actually uh, wonderful songwriter big loss wonderful tunes Robbie's Modern Life right now FBR Radio 94.5 FM my name is Robbie Armfield i got with me in the studio a couple of good mates Mitchell JC oh thank you Rob and Sophie Gordon as well yeah thank you <laughs> and Betty Bolge is actually driving around right now scoping out some locations which we're going to get to a bit later in the show but before the break there we asked you what your password is. There's this fascinating new um, information that's come out of the University of Toronto. It's called password blindness. And paradoxically, what they've found is if you spread your password around more often than not, it will basically um, make your data more safe. Right. So it's kind of like a abundance almost, I suppose. You hear something over and over, you just forget it, basically. Yeah, it, so. does, it doesn't stand out anymore. It's just basic, you know, pedestrian kind of... Yeah, like, hi, I'm Mitchell, my password's, you know, Jacob, this, that. It's it's perfect for, yeah, yeah, just getting it out there and uh, making sure it's heard nonstop so people forget it real quick. Exactly, exactly. So we asked you what your password is so we we can help out the community here. Um, Hayley has got in touch here saying, yes, 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 I remember my pin because it's like the end of the reading, writing hotline ad, one three hundred six triple five zero six, singing it. When at the ATM, ATM helps if I'm in a pickle, and haven't haven't had any issues sharing it yet. Uh, Haley Hayray at gmail dot com. Anon also texted in uh, and said, "My password is password." That that's a great one because mm. you say password so often, that's just going to fly right by anyone. 
Yeah. yeah, so true. My pin code is super easy to remember, uh, Jake says, as it pretty much is 1234, but the last number is a 7 instead. So that's jake1237 uh, at gmail.com. Mm. And many here saying, I just do Sydney 2020 because I live in Sydney and 2020 is easy to remember. Mini12 at gmail.com. Very, very cool. Keep those coming, 0409 945 exotic booze there's a bar in far bombay come on and fly with me let's fly let's fly away sperm sperm clinics have always felt dare we say clinical the greatest couples counselors have always said that making a healthy baby requires hard work dedication, a safe environment, all of which you can provide, and just a touch of romance, which is where we come in. Right, so RML this week is sponsored by Romantic Sperm Clinic, Um, and Romantic Sperm Clinic offers a way to get you to know your donor, raw and in the flesh. You wouldn't leave your baby alone with a stranger, so why would you make your baby with one? You meet him, and if you like him, why not finish the job yourself and get a hands-on handle on your future? With COVID-safe completion cubicles, you can feel at ease knowing that your own and your baby's health are in safe hands. The completion cubicles are intimate quarters where you and your selected donor are separated by a sturdy wall with an 8-inch diameter opening through which your hand or your donor's appendage can pass in order to complete the transaction. Handy discharge collection cylinders are easily accessible via reception too. That's right, Sophie. And eligible donors are on rotation at the clinic, so you can easily drop in and see if you like the donors on offer each day. Now, these donors, they work a solid 12-hour day, once per week, and that guarantees a supply of six individual discharges from 8am until 8pm. Donors are provided a diet high in omega-3s, which are vital for optimum spermal cell flexibility and movement, and alpha-tocopherol, which significantly improves sperm count. Now, Mitch, what sort of diet are we looking at here to increase the sperm count? So the donors are on pretty much a strict diet of nuts and seeds, grains, uh, vegetable oils, fish and other seafood, usually a pretty uh, heavy Mediterranean diet, you know, some cheeses thrown in, and also regular ingestions of our partner Ball Buff's uh, supplement pills for increased ball health. Um, So those donors, yeah, you can expect to see them on pretty much exclusively that diet. The greatest monthly contributing donors and their bios are available on our Facebook page for review.
I'm talking right now about something very exciting uh, in Surrey Hills. It's called Romantic Sperm Clinic. It's helping people... How do you put this, Soph? Get to know the sperm donors that uh, could, you know, be one half of the DNA of your future child. You know, they've got uh, a great slogan, which is, you wouldn't leave your baby alone with a stranger, so why would you make your baby with one? And that's basically their ethos. Get to know your sperm donor in an intimate fashion. Uh, To have that connection, I guess, that will probably move along to your child. Absolutely. So, should we take a look at some of these bios? These are some of the donors that are available at Romantic Sperm Clinic that you can choose if, if you'd like. Yeah. And so, these ones on display uh, that we get to look into now, posted their Facebook page, are the top contributors for um, specific months of the year. So, these are, you know, the, I guess the cream of the crop um, of a sperm mm. donors uh, that are regularly on rotation in mm. the clinic. So the biggest contributor for November is Blake. And damn it, if this man's seed shouldn't oh be spread God, yeah. across the world. I mean, he's quite a sight, isn't he? You can check these out on um, romanticspermclinic.com.au if you like. Blake is six foot ten, bulging in all the right places. Uh, one of his photos actually shows his family, which is four other brothers that have the same incredible jaw and teeth. His ATAR was a 96.8. He did study in Australia. And he went on to study medicine, through, though moonlighted in the service industry as a sexy barman. So he's not afraid to get his hands dirty, but he's also got the IQ where it counts. He says that while he enjoyed learning about medicine and anatomy, his real passion was found during his time providing entertainment for hen's nights and has now been working full-time in his profession for the last three years. So he's one of the big offloaders there that people are, are keen to, to see. Uh, and as we mentioned before, that kept on quite a high grain, uh, high protein and uh, vitamin rich diet. Mm. Omega-3 and alpha tocopherol mm. really keeps the uh, sperm count high and yeah. the flexibility of those of those things as That's well. That's too true. And to be honest, if I saw Blake, um, you know, if my baby turned out like Blake, I would be a pretty happy man. Honestly, uh, same as this next one here, Ranja, um, who topped the charts back in September due in part to his immaculate smile and well-raised cheekbones, among other things. Uh, Ranja is a surf instructor and a lifeguard at Bondi Beach. Uh, he's been in Australia for the past two years, and he spends his free time usually heading out into the surf at Bondi and loves watching Netflix documentaries. And, uh, yeah, the man's hair won't quit. He has some (laughs) gorgeous-looking hair and beard there. 100%. Uh, He's a beautiful man. Another chart topper, Emmanuel. He was the stud of March, which has been attributed to to a small way to his strong physique with his natural looking but large arms. They're not too defined, uh, like from heavy gym visits. Like dad bod. Right. Yeah. Fit. Yeah. Fit. Fit dad, but not Chris too, Pratt. Yeah. He looks like Chris Pratt. And it makes sense because he's a trained firefighter. Yeah. Uh, he grew up in Argentina and emigrated to Australia in 2019, uh, which was only actually meant to be for a month, but was kept here due to COVID restrictions. He loves surfing and ice cream. Hey, I'd be happy if my kid... <laughs> Turned out to be, you know, interested in surfing and ice cream. It's not too bad, eh? Yeah, that really isn't too bad. Um, Could be worse. Could be worse. (laughs) So you can uh, absolutely have a look at all these men and more at the romanticspermclinic.com.au. It's a new venue in Surrey Hills. 
well, new to our knowledge, well, it's our sponsor today on RML. Uh, if your partner is not up to the task of providing you with the DNA you deserve, we have a completely discreet clinic entrance just opposite Camberdown Cemetery. Come and see for yourself whether your man stacks up against the donors at Romantic Sperm Clinic. Get the discharge that you deserve. season movies and with the many streaming services at our very fingertips it's often too difficult to decide which movie to watch to get you into the Christmas spirit. Equal parts ambitious and light-hearted Love Actually is the tangled and tear-jerking movie that we come back to year after year some 20 years on from its release. That's our vote this year and here's why. Top three to five reasons to watch Love Actually this Christmas season. Number one, the multiple plot lines. Sam? I thought you didn't know my name. Of course I do. Oh, Jesus. Here, I've got to run. Up to nine different plots and stories are brilliantly woven together in this timeless Christmas classic. Love Actually is where you can see the affair of an old married couple tangentially connected to the story of two sex actors and a primary school love story. This element of the film also allows for the all-star ensemble cast, which will appear in many of our later points. Number two, the incomparable British wit. Oscar Wilde, James Joyce, Graham Norton, forget scones, the Queen and tea, Dry, humorous wit is the Brit's primary export, and this is evident in nothing, if not the film, Love Actually. Some of our highlight quotes include... Right, who do you have to screw around here to get a cup of tea and a chocolate biscuit? Who do you have to screw around here to get a cup of tea and a biscuit? This one's funny because Hugh Grant actually ends up shagging the exact woman that brings him his tea and biscuits in the film. Let's go get the shit kicked out of us by love. Yes, Let's get this shit kicked out of us by love. This doubles down on the point of the movie that love can be a variety of emotions, including hurtful. And it's a great example of that British wit that we know and love. And one of the many reasons to watch Love Actually. Number three, the bilingual love scene. Eu vivo aqui, ou tu vives na Inglaterra comigo. Ai, mas é para Inglaterra, rapariga. Pode ser que conheças o príncipe William. Casas te mas é com ele. There are few things more romantic than loving someone despite not understanding a word that they say. This is the case with Colin Firth and his Portuguese housekeeper, Aurelia, 
whom he falls in love with after discovering his wife cheating with his brother. This romance culminates in one of our favourite scenes of the movie, where Colin Firth attempts, with little success, to ask Aurelia to marry him in Portuguese. This comical scene, set in a bustling restaurant in Portugal, is as funny as it is romantic. Number 4. Hugh Grant Dance Sequence Yeah, um, Mary, I've been thinking. Can we move the Japanese ambassador to four o'clock tomorrow? Certainly, sir. Terrific. Thanks so much. If you haven't seen this scene, have you been living under a rock? This scene provides us with some much-needed comical relief as we see the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom dancing to the song Jump before being embarrassingly discovered by his assistant. Awesome stuff. Number five. Alan fucking Rickman. Need we say more? Almost finished. Almost finished? What else can that be? You're going to dip it in yoghurt, cover it with chocolate buttons? Who knows? We're going to pop it in the Christmas box. But I don't want a Christmas box. But you said you wanted a gift wrapped. I did, but... This is the final flourish. Can I just pay? All we need now... Oh, God. There's a sprig of holly. Awesome. No, 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 no. No bloody holly. But, sir, the... uh, Leave it, leave it. Just leave it. Enough said. Could we be quite quick, please? Awesome. It's the Christmas movie we come back to year after year, and the year after that. If we haven't convinced you today, then go and watch it to decide for yourself, please. Thanks. You might be wondering where regular contributor to the show Bernie Bolgi is right now, and it's a valid question because he's not here in the studio. He's actually out on the road. He's a former Boy Scout, Bernie Bolgi, and he's scouting out a location for the RML Christmas party. We really like to throw it down every year, don't we, guys? Um, and it's a special thanks this year to Scouts New South Wales. Bernie, as an ex-member, has uh, gotten their approval to allow us one of their halls. Oh, so nice. It's really nice of them. So uh, we've got the go-ahead, and Bernie's out on the road right now, thanks to Scouts New South Wales. Bernie, mate, where are you at right now? I'm somewhere just north of Cooma. Um, out. Just uh, chasing the white lights, uh, looking for a place that we can call breakfast. It's really patchy. It sounds like you're sort of beyond the scope of uh, a good cell tower, which is weird. All the locations we gave to you are in Sydney. Um, Where are you heading? All in Sydney? Uh, Well, I started up, uh, started out west, then I headed up north, now going down south. Um, Yeah, a bit bit all over the place, but uh, yeah, just heading to Ulladulla at the moment to check out the scout hall there. Cronulla? 
Uh, sorry, Aladala is what you told me. What? Aladala, that's pretty far south. That's way too That's just uh, where you told me and uh, the scout hall there. How, how was the Marrickville one? Maxville was good, yeah, Maxville. Uh, it, look, it had a bit of a, a nice space, no PA, we'd have to bring that in. But uh, the floor is uh, heritage, heritage vinyl. We're not going to be allowed glass on the dance floor, so that's going to be maybe an issue because we were looking forward to having some champagne, wine glasses, etc. on the dance floor. It would be quite nice. Yeah, some nice flutes would be good. But, I mean, um, Marrickville is the one that we were after. I don't know if we want to travel Maxville. all the way to Maxville. Maxville. That's mm, what you that's told so me, wrong. Maxville. So, I mean, I've been on the road for days now. Well, obviously, that's heaps far north. Um, where else have you been? What what other ones have you checked out? So did you tell... You said... Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I was out of Broken Hill before that. Broken Hill? No. I don't know, like, what the easiest way to do those three... No, nah, Bernie, there must be some mistake. Quake, Quaker's Hill. It's, like, just a bit west. It's a little bit west. You're fucking kidding me. No, I'm not <laughs> kidding. No, I'm serious. How do you have the money for this petrol? Well, I hope FBI is going to reimburse me because this is—I'm chewing through the tank. I've got—I've been through like five tanks. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Sophie, I don't think they're going to reimburse that, are they? No way. Will FBI reimburse me for the fuel? I don't think so. So what? Well, anyway, so what the are, the ones that you, Bernie, Jesus. Bernie, this is crazy. Well, the ones that you Should have seen then, probably. But the ones that you have seen, what's the best one that you've? What's the best one so far? I mean, thank you to Scouts New South Wales. They're all very good quality buildings, big scout halls. I haven't seen a decent PA system. In fact, yeah, none of them have nice system. Maxfields was pretty good. Uh, they actually, because I've done um, a Stedford's there, but the rest are kind of bare bones. But it's kind of use your imagination, make of it what you will. And of course, we're going to have a few hundred, hopefully, through the door. Well, I guess that's actually that, that's a good question there, Bernie. Like we were, we were discussing this off air before. Do you reckon this year we should go public or private? You know, it's always fun. Mm. I mean, it's fun just partying the four of us as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll make our own fun either way. But I think, I think we should go go large this year and make it public. I mean, the jury's still out. We we uh, we could do either. All right. Let's let's take a vote. Time. Let's take a vote. Yeah. Uh, I vote private. I think I'm going to go private as well, just because I don't think many people are going to make their way to Maxville. Yeah. Um, I vote um, I vote public just, I guess, because of the effort I've put in so far, just finding a place. And... Yeah, I'm going to say public, because if it is in Maxville, you know, we are going to need to, like, be able to reimburse, you know. Hung jury. Uh, we, we are going to need a break even. It's hung jury on that one. I guess we'll, we'll talk about that one later. Uh, um shit. <laughs> okay, uh, well, next item on the ledger here, what date should we do? I, I believe we agreed on the 21st of December, and that's been locked in for a couple of months. Just confirming that with everybody now. To, uh, yeah, it's been a day in the diary for a while now, so... Yes. Yeah. Uh, 21st of January, was it? 21st of December. De- oh, for our oh, Christmas, the RML oh, Christmas party. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I think that one doesn't work. <laughs> We've had this locked in for about three months. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, work brought up last week that we're going to have ours, um, yeah, on pretty much that date, 21st. Sophie? Uh, I'm going to be away. You're away? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going up the coast uh-huh. to see family. Well, How far uh, up, though? 
Don't know. Don't know. Might be able to link up. This sounds like a lie. I thought this was locked in. All right. Well, look. If you guys can't come, then Bernie, you can just come round to mine if you want, Bern. Well, that uh, definitely leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth in terms of the amount of prep I've done this week. I'll but shout. I'll shout you some champers, mate. If you you just come round mine, we can play the Xbox, and you know, there's, we can have glass on the dance floor. No worries. Yeah, that does actually sound pretty good, Rob. <laughs> All right, lock it in, mate. 21st of December. Yeah, I should be back in, in uh, Sydney tomorrow, so uh, I'll talk to you. <laughs> where, where are you staying tonight? Um, not sure. I think maybe bigger. Is there one of the scout leaders there, or are you staying in one of the halls, in the empty halls? Yeah, Nick, uh, uh, scout southeast uh, New South Wales, has put me up, so he's uh, essentially just giving me the free reign with the hall. Um, just... <laughs> Roll out my swag in the hall there. <laughs> Great. You're going to have to send us photos, Matt. I can't wait to see that. Yep, they'll be up on fbiradio.com.au forward slash programs forward slash Robbie's Modern Life and the photos page. Bernie, thanks so much for your time, mate. And uh, yeah, all the best getting home safely to Sydney. Cheers, Rob. No worries. Thanks, Bernie. That was crazy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, what, <laughs> Honestly, what the hell's going on there? I don't know. Uh, big up Scouts New South Wales. That's that time of the season, Christmas, of course. Mm. And what happens around Christmas time? Christmas parties. We're trying to organise our own one, and I'm going to speak to you guys more about that uh, during the break. But uh, trust us when we tell you that there are some things that you simply do not want to do at your work Christmas party, or any Christmas party for that matter. Um, Let's just say... We learned from experience, didn't we? Yes, I certainly have. <laughs> yes, I think this work Christmas party isn't going to go anything like these past experiences we've had, <laughs> which we're going to be relaying to you soon. Absolutely. Uh, number one here. Yeah, what not to do at your work Christmas party. Number one, don't gossip. Straight up, don't gossip. Um, what you don't want to do is gossip. What you say in confidence will come back to haunt you tenfold. I learned this the hard way when attending a work Christmas party for a job I'd only started one week prior. My first and only shift before the party was with a colleague that occasionally screamed obscenities at customers who appeared unfazed. I laughed about this with someone at the party over a few drinks. Yep, you guessed it. It was the owner's daughter, who has Tourette's. And I had laughed about it with the owner themselves, FML. Oh, my God, Rob. And I was promptly fired on my next shift for stealing. Oh, dude. I know. Yeah, that's definitely one thing you do not want to do at your work Christmas party. Learn from our mistakes, people. Mm -hmm. Next up, don't drink too much. (laughs) Preach. Free gin, Jaeger and Coke all night. It sounds like a good time, right? But... Don't be fooled. It is 
a recipe for disaster. Having to call in sick the next day when everyone saw the state of your conduct the night before is such a big red flag to your employer. I mean, one of my greatest nights out concluded with me doing the worm on my manager's desk. Two applause from many, (laughs) I will say. But uh, (laughs) that's how it... That's how I thought it concluded, I guess. But uh, that's actually just when I blacked out. And uh, I was told several days later, after calling in sick for two consecutive days, that I'd actually spent the rest of the night silently puking into co-workers' filing cabinets. Silently? Oh, Oh my God. Retching, like shaking. I thought I was being sly, I guess. But obviously (laughs) everyone had seen the state of me that night. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Like, what the hell? I would have smelled it. This is the shit you don't want to do at your work Christmas party. Now, Mitch, this one kind of takes the cake. I, I would say so, in uh, in my humble opinion. But uh, do not try to hook up with your coworker at your work Christmas party. <laughs> oh my God, uh, especially if you were in my scenario. So. It's tempting to shoot your shot with the sexy assistant, especially after some Dutch courage, uh, but don't go looking for the milestone straight away. At my first job, I did this exact thing after researching the best pickup lines and got massively rejected. I was the laughing stock. It still makes me th- cringe thinking about it to this day, but I was the laughing stock of the office for a full six months, and uh, it was absolutely humiliating. Holy yeah. fuck, Mitch, my dude. Were you under the mistletoe at that time, or what? Yeah, not, probably not. Honestly, <laughs> it's a huge blur. That's about God. the only part that's stuck in my memory. Oh um, my. But I won't be doing that at this next Christmas party. <laughs> Certainly not, my liege. Certainly not. Uh, also, I mean, I've just got to say, if you're at your work Christmas party, take a tip from me. <laughs> Don't hook up with your boss. Oh. Now, oh. it stands to reason for some that if you shoot for the moon, i.e. your co-workers, you might end up amongst the stars. <laughs> A.K.A. your boss. <laughs> this line of reasoning got me into humongous trouble in 2018 when in a state of vulnerability I made a pass at my then boss I mean. <laughs> this is fucked and not only was this successful on the night but remained far too successful for the coming months I entered a personal relationship with my boss for the next half a year Oof. during, <laughs> during which time this. I was treated to very favourable work assignments an office directly beside my boss's pick of where to eat company lunch. It was pretty good, but unfortunately, everyone in the office was entirely aware of this relationship as they saw us hook up on the night, and this resulted in my eventual untimely dismissal when HR got involved. <laughs> that was a shame, but learn from my mistakes, people. Learn from my mistakes. Don't hook up with your inferiors. Oh, oh no, so, so Look, Guys, did you really? <laughs> forget shooting for the moon. Or even landing amongst the stars, failure to even launch can be just as catastrophic. That is, trying to make a move on your inferiors at the Christmas party. Oh, God. I screwed up severely doing this and ended up with a posse of followers at the workplace who groveled at my feet and constantly were trying to have me offload work to them to earn my favourite. Oh, oh God. It's not good. Don't do it. Don't earn people's favourite, please. <laughs> Come on. Oh, no. Such think, simps. Oh, man, but you guys think that's bad. Uh, I've got one piece of advice. Don't get aggro at your work Christmas party. This one happened to me personally. 
So, Christmas parties, right? They're a great time to blow off some steam with your work pals, but this should this should mean in a positive way, like laughing off funny moments from the year that was. Uh, but it can easily blow out into something far worse, especially if you're an angry drunk, uh, like I tend to often be. Uh, I once got so tanked on free booze at my work function, I'm not proud of this, that I took my shirt off and fashioned it into a sort of uh, kangaroo tail and uh, was dipping it in some uh, syrup and was just whipping colleagues for an hour uh, all around the office. Um, it was I thought it was a bit of fun, harmless fun, um, but yeah, I was told to pack my belongings from my desk uh, later that very night at that the night. office party. Yeah, <sighs> Syrup. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not sure what Where'd you get the there. syrup? What kind of maple like, syrup? Maybe maybe maple syrup. Was it golden some, syrup? There might have been some sweet and sour sauce from you know, a Macca's bag. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, oh, I, was dipping, I was dipping and whipping all night and it was... Uh, yeah, my dude, I this is the top three to five shit you don't want to do at your work Christmas party, I tell you what. And take it from me, folks. Don't cry. Oh, no. Do not cry. Sometimes you just need to let off some steam. But honestly, it can be highly unprofessional to do this in front of your work comrades at a work-paid function. Crying on its own isn't necessarily a problem if you're having a soft sob in the corner or break room, but a full-on ball or meltdown can raise a few too many eyebrows, as I learned personally (laughs) at one of my work Christmas events. When you are truly... (laughs) When you are truly full ball at a work event, it can make it seem like your workplace is bad for your own mental health and superiors are likely to not look kindly on that impression, which actually resulted in me being moved to apartments due to bringing the vibe down. Thankfully, I didn't lose my job, but I definitely lost a lot of perks. So don't cry on the job or at your work Christmas party. Okay, so don't cry, but also don't bring up COVID. Um, mm. Yeah, this one seems innocuous, but actually some people are so over COVID that they will become, like, immediately violent at the sound of just hearing you bring it up after, you know, two plus years, three years now. Um, I actually don't even want to relay this one in full, but no, it was bad. I ended up uh, curled in a ball on the work break room sofa, having handfuls of canned goods uh, hurled at me. Oh, wow. Uh, it was pretty full on. So this one is kind of towards the end of the Christmas party. You know, uh, when you're going home, take it from me, don't fuck your Ola driver. Full disclosure, look, this list was actually inspired by a recent blog post by Janice Braithwaite, author of 50 Ways to Fuck Your Life, who detailed how her most recent work Christmas party ended with her fucking the Ola driver that brought her to the work party. When she arrived late to the party and completely disheveled and missing her knickers which the Uber driver rushed over to provide to her in front of her publishing colleagues. Oh, God. Janice. Her colleagues were pretty easily able to put two and two together. Uh, so she now, <laughs> she now works for herself on her blog <laughs> and won't be able to make that mistake again, so she says. And oh, the blog Janice. in question is called Well, Fuck, and you can <laughs> check that out online. It's very good. Janice Braithwaite, we recommend it. And that's the shit you don't want to do at your work Christmas party. Take it from us, okay? Do take it from us. Mm, Mitchell, JC, thanks for sharing and thanks for being with us today. Thank you. I hope I didn't overshare. But thanks for having me, guys. Exactly. Same to you, Sophie Gordon. It's been a pleasure. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. See you next week. My name's Robbie Armfield, and a big thank you as well to Bernie Bolgi for doing the rounds of the Scout Halls for our work Christmas party, which hopefully is going to be a bit of fun. Even if not everyone probably can be there. Yes, hope I can. Um, we'll be back with you next week, Monday, midday. Stick around for the lunch program on FBI. Thanks for your time. Bye. 
Have a good Bye. week. Never forget, Christine McVeigh.